Hey, hey what's, what's up, up, you guys? We're back, back on Zoom. Zoom. But instead of uh, being in different places, we're in the same place. And the people that are in a different place are our guests for this week, Michael Berry and John O'Carey. I didn't even realize their names rhymed. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Um, These are two really funny fellows. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting them through Collegiate Improv. And, you know, Jake's actually watched uh, some of their videos uh, without spoiling anything, really. Uh, They are... Um, Well, Michael has a channel on YouTube called Like a Fox Studios, where he writes and produces sketches uh, that Jono, you know, also contributes to, uh, whether that be through acting or, you know, pitching sketch ideas and writing some of his own sketches as well. Uh, We are super excited to have both of them on the podcast and interview them and just talk about comedy. So uh, the following is our interview with them. Uh, So hope you guys enjoy that. Enjoy it. Yeah. Listen. Listen to listen, listen to, to it. it. And my suffering. Jake and I often forget to introduce the people we're interviewing and then um we just go the whole podcast just talking to strangers. So, um, hey, I'm Michael. I'm a former Mizzou student. Uh, I got a YouTube channel called Like a Fox Studios, and I um, was I'm a Sagittarius. Ooh, that is interesting to know. <laughs> What's your what is that? That Sagittarius sun, right? I don't know. I've been told I'm a Sagittarius, so for sure, I'm like. I did think as immediately when you joined, I was like, that's a Sagittarius mm. for sure. I didn't think that, but <laughs> I, guess no, I don't even know when that is in the, when, when is your birthday? Michael, doc yourself a little. Oh, December. Oh, yeah. Shit. In December, I turned 24. Like, Whoa. Ah! He's so, so old. Oh my God. Yeah. Everybody hop into the comments, say happy birthday, Michael. Yeah. This will be airing in December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's my cue. Yeah. Uh, hi, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Jono. Uh, I am also, I'm a current Mizzou student. I'm in my last semester. I am a, a frequent participant of, of video, like of Talk Studios videos. Uh, and I have a lot of fun doing them. I'm getting a, oh, I'm, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm getting a FaceTime. I can't. Wow. Shut up, go away. I can't stop. Oh my God. Oh, Okay. I'm Jono. I go to, I do improv. Ah, crazy. Yeah, that's actually, um, that's how I met Michael and Jono is that my, um, my alma mater, Ball State University, um, we have an improv team. I used to be on it and um, that's, we traveled to your guys' festival because uh, you guys also do improv and uh, we met that way. You guys are very funny. We had a great relationship with your guys' truth. Lots of, lots of fun times and uh, from, but this is like separate from that right like this is because you guys don't do this through school this is just like Michael your whole like thing this is just like your your thing <laughs> yeah this is just my whole thing <laughs> I think because uh, we have at Ball State like we had this club where we would do sketch comedy and so I was like 
oh, like, because the quality of your guys' videos is so high. I was like, oh, this must be just like a school thing that they do. And then I was shocked to find out this is just stuff that you guys do on your free time, which is awesome because uh, that was that was not a false compliment. Like, I'm always just so impressed with, like, the quality of both the writing and like the filming part of your guys' stuff. I love it. It's, it's, I, I would say the cast is all basically stolen from the comedy clubs at Mizzou. So there's, there's, it's like a, it's like an unofficial like fifth comedy club at Mizzou. Um, that's, I'm the dictator of, I guess. <laughs> Michael is our benevolent king. Follows sure. no university guidelines. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I I noticed that when you guys were in a gun store. I was <laughs> yeah, Grace actually before the podcast started was like wondering aloud as to like how that happened. Like how, like, was there just a gun store where you like knew a guy or? That, okay, there's actually kind of a long, I'll, I'll summarize it, but there's kind of a long story with that one where, so I wrote a sketch that involved a gun store that I thought was funny. And I wanted to make, so I reached out to like five gun stores in town because in the Midwest, there's always a bunch, um, probably just in America, there's a bunch. So I reached out to like five gun stores and one guy responded to me and was like, yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, yeah, we're going to be like two hours. Like we could probably do the whole thing in two hours, which I wouldn't say today. I would say like, we're looking at three and a half hours maybe, but I, I saw, I told him two hours at the time. Um, and he was a really good sport. And then we got there and we filmed and we had like a crew of four, like it was a super small group. We filmed, we weren't as on task as I wish we were. Um, but, but we, we got to like an hour and 40 minutes and then he's in like the back room, letting us film with all of his guns. And so I knock on his door and I'm like, Hey, um, can you like, we're getting really close to being done. Cause we were, and I was like, we made like amazing pace. If you think about what's normal for a shoot. So we were like making really good pace. So I, I knock on the door and say, Hey, uh, it's just gonna be a second, but we're like 20 minutes out from eight, which is when we're supposed to be done. Um, but we probably have like 30 minutes of stuff left. Is that okay? If we go a little bit over and he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we film, and then once we, it becomes eight and I go, okay, we got 10 minutes more of stuff, but I'm going to go remind him that we're going over time. And I'm about to go remind him that we're going over time. And he comes out of the thing and is like, all right, it's eight o'clock. You guys said you'd be wrapped up by now. So like, it's time to go. And I was like, okay. And he's like, and he sees that we're in the middle of something and probably doesn't want all of the work all of the waiting he just did to be for nothing so because you got five minutes and so like i'm like okay well that we need to finish a shot like we need like we have one shot and then we can cut a lot of the ending and it'll still work as an ending and I don't, it doesn't even seem in the video like we're missing a scene um but we had to cut like five lines at the very end and it actually made a better ending um but it was just like so we did that and then we all like hurried out of there and then we had to film in the parking lot while he left and uh yeah kind of a kind of a kind of a scary interaction we got yelled at by a, a gunman uh not a gunman but a man of gun so yeah i love i already was like telling jake i was like i'm gonna ask so, to plug this sketch it's called one bullet one gun or one gun one bullet 
And um, because I love Thomas, who is like the guy in the sketch who's buying the gun. I think that Thomas is probably the funniest, one of the funniest people that I've met, like through improv, like collegiate improv. Because every time he does anything, I can't stop laughing. Um, so that's like probably my favorite sketch that you guys have done just because I think it's so ridiculous. So is that like, I guess that leads me to another question is like, how does the writing work? Like, do you write everything, Michael? Or like, is it like a collaborative thing? Do you guys like shoot the shit and then like pitch ideas and kind of turn that into a sketch or? So I write, I would say I write like 90% of it. Um, but there is collaboration. There's a lot more collaboration now than there was back. Like in that video, it was 2019. Um, there's a lot more collaboration now. We have a new kind of like, there's a new style of skit we've been doing lately that's more like character based and it's more like a bunch of like a montage of little clips. And those we have a lot of improv in and we have a lot of like coming up with bits. You know, we write out some bits, but we come up with some on the fly. Um, but relatively for like the scripted stuff, I would say that that's mostly like 90% written by me. Every so often I'll do a uh, script written by my friend Jonah. There's one by Quinn. There's a couple by Jono. So, you know, if people come to me with a sketch and they're like, hey, we should make this. And I like really like the idea and I can like have a vision of it. Like we uh, like Jono had, has a skit that he wrote that then we kind of together, we like sort of added to and like gave it this whole new ending that we're we've been trying to film all year. And uh, we should be filming it uh, in about a month or two. But it's I'm very excited for it because it's going to be like our big it's our big like money production this year. But I'm really excited for it. And I'm really proud because it's like, I couldn't have written it alone. It's like, it's very much Jono is like in the script. Like you can tell he is doing a lot of work in the right. Oh my God. I'm excited. Uh, I think, yeah. How's uh, your mango? Jono revealed yeah, for, earlier that he's any, eating a mango. For any audio so listener the whole thing, Jono has just been like picking up slowly like a small piece of a mango and setting it down. Is it worth it? Is it, is it good? I wouldn't trade this for the world. <laughs> I'm on cloud fucking nine right now, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome back to the end my suffering mango hour, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, but taking off the silly voice I just did. Michael, you mentioned that this like this thing that you guys worked on that Jono you wrote is like that are working on, sorry, is like your big money shoot for like this current like era of like a fox. Like this season. What? This season, yeah. Like, what's the scale of that? And is, is it, like, an abnormally large scale in terms of, like, production? It's actually really not. It's not that crazy. It's just that recently we have not been doing a lot of big, like, high costume, high, um, like, like it, it's a video with more prop work and more costume work than we've done recently. And I'm trying to really get, a, like, a nice cinematic look. Kind of like, you, you can see it actually pretty clearly um, on the channel where I have a playlist that's called like short films. And those are the sketches and they're all sketches, but they're, they're the sketches that I think like, okay, well I've, I've achieved like a bit of more, a bit more like professional look with these or like kind of more cinematic looking. Um, and that's, that's what we're going for when I say like big production where I've put quite a bit of money into it and we've got all these costumes. Like uh, Jono's got this really awesome costume that you guys you guys all see it but it's it's uh it's a really cool look and i'm excited for it it's just the type of thing that you can't do like every other week you have to kind of be like okay well now we have to like storyboard all this and we have to plan a whole lot in advance um but it's, it's really exciting i guess i guess this is a question for both of you but i uh, 
Jono can speak to it a little bit. So like, what is that casting? Like when you're writing something, are you like, oh, I want Jono to play this character or is like you bring it to the team and Jono's like, oh, I want to do this. Like, what's it, what's it like being like a performer, I guess, for you, Jono? And then Michael, when you're writing, cause you're doing this with your friends, like how much of the writing is based off of like who you know is going to play that character? Um, well, I think... I think Michael has a very good sense of like, he writes in like different tones. I don't know. A lot of the, a lot of his characters and a lot of the sketches, <clears throat> it's, um, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I write a pretty similar way. He just does it a lot more and a lot better than me. <laughs> uh, but it's, there's always just kind of like uh, the guy and it's like someone that doesn't quite understand what's going on or like has like some like really warped fucked view of reality. And that can happen like in a few different ways. Um, and I feel like kind of as we have gotten to know our different friends and our roommates and people like that, and we like understand their senses of humor better, that kind of allows us to write characters like for them. Like if you if you watch like some of Michael was saying like the character skits that have been done recently, like our roommate Max, who's like the guy with the septum piercing, he does like the Nigel Beans video and the Louis Armstrong video and the like Harry Potter doesn't understand what a cut is video. His like sense of humor is like really like cerebral and just like kind of and just like really out. I don't know. It's like very like brainy and very like what if there is a thing like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than that. But it's like we never did those videos before we knew Max and then like as Max became our friend as we kind of understood his sense of humor better it like allowed us to like tap in or allowed Michael to tap into like this whole I feel other like kind of humor style of video type thing that just works really well and it's the same thing with everybody you know with our friend Brandon with me you know with really with with Sarah with with really anybody yeah would you say that you guys have like well, I guess like for the two of you, could you like pinpoint whether it's a media product or like a sketch that you yourself have made, like something that really like iconifies like your humor, your like personal taste? And I know that's like a, a big kind of mean question to ask because it's a no, lot of like thinking, would... but if it just if you have off the dome. I mean, we had that whole conversation. I do. I love I think you should leave. I think like yeah, in, a, in a perfect in a perfect world, I feel like that's what like a fox and Michael's told this is Michael's words, not even my own. In a perfect world, that's what like a fox studios would be is it's like a season of just like really high production value like sketches that we just get to do and just like fuck around with and have fun, but it's like still kind of, you know, like okay. one vision, but like not tied to like really any one thing immediate follow-up have you guys seen detroiters a little bit okay because i watched a little bit of it when it was on that's like 2015 or whatever yeah i'm definitely late to this but like er, as well we both are but they just put it on paramount plus so like i stole jake's account and have been watching it nonstop, like quite literally there's only two seasons so it's not that long i'm like on my third watch through i'm like this is just it's so funny (laughs) yeah i i saw it was on paramount plus and i was like i want to watch it because of you know i think you should leave and i was like well who the fuck has paramount plus and i like went home and turned on like my family tv and i was like we have paramount plus what the fuck 
it's a fun parent. It's always like parents that are getting Paramount. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a young person who has it, but it's. Yeah. Okay, well then, do you guys have like a fate? And then I, I totally agree because I see that in your guys' comedy. I love it the way, or you know, whoever's writing. I love the way that there's always just like crazy shit going on. <laughs> I think that that's like, it's very absurd. And I think that that kind of to tell the backstory of how like we even like came to the conclusion, which is obviously duh, we should have interviewed you guys. But I was Jake and I were like recording for the podcast, and we were talking about the word restaurant. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have the funniest video like to show you later. And I showed it to him. I'm like, is this not insane? Like, I was like, I know these people, like it's really well put together. And then he goes, wait, these are the Captain America Hiroshima people. Yeah, crazy. And I had seen the restaurant, like the password one too. It was like, it was very surreal for Grace to be like, yeah, I know I met these guys. (laughs) Yeah, so you guys are kind of famous. Kind of famous. Probably the most famous people that we'll have on our podcast. This is so how like I guess when you guys kind of blew up, what was that like? What was that? What was the pro? Like, did you know? Did you have a feeling <laughs> where you're like, oh, this is the one? Do you consider yourselves famous post yeah. blow up? Yeah. yeah, I I don't. Maybe that's like that's probably because I in my mind am seeing a a timeline, and I and I think we're still in like Act One. I think we can be an act one. If this is as far as it goes, I'm I'm happy and I'm proud of us. And the art is way more important than the views or anything to me. But I don't know. I I I, I don't want to be like, oh, we're so everyone has seen one video of ours that has a million views, and uh, and we have a bunch of subs, but like we we crack a thousand views a video. Like that's it's not it has it's not like life changing. And I don't make a whole lot of money from it. I mean, like at all um, yet. Uh, so. Just wait till this podcast drops. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually we have a a, a a Patreon goal that we're kind of close to. That is, if we reach it, I have to make a twenty-minute video of all of the really awful, cancelable stuff I've said when I was fifteen in videos. How? Um, and it, there's an unfortunate, like, <laughs> pretty long list. Um, how bad I, does that get? Like, how cancelable are we? are we talking here to give the to wet the whistle of the listener a little bit we I mean, we all remember like pre-2016 uh humor you know I, I grew up with family guy let's just leave it at that yeah for sure for sure for that, sure that for was sure. that was my like comedic sphere for a little too long um and i was mimicking what i saw um and i don't want to make that video but i it, it would be pretty epic if we yeah did. i i checked the patreon today while i was just like looking at stuff this and it was like you guys are at what like you're like a few subs away right like you're pretty we're, close we're at i think like 85 dollars, and that goal is 99 so and that actually uh goes a long way that money but it also really feeds right back in because we're all like we're buying props and stuff pretty often um so you know it, it helps support the channel if people do that i'm plugging too much what was the question the blood oh, i don't oh right yeah <laughs> I don't, well, we've had two times now where the channel has grown a lot. And one of them was when I first made that Captain America video. It did really well on Reddit and that was really crazy and um, got a whole bunch more subs than I ever had. I, I, I had a hundred and I was posting videos that I still think are really funny, you know, would get really excited if they got past 200 views. I had a video that's still one of my favorite videos I've ever made um, that I posted in January of 2018. And it got 
110 views. That's just my friends on Facebook and like Twitter. And I thought it was really funny. And so I was like, uh, I'm going to keep sharing this. And so I just, I didn't, I never go on Facebook. So I just shared it. I like reshared my own post on Facebook just every day. Cause I didn't care if I lost Facebook friends and I didn't care if it looked needy. I just wanted the number to be higher. Cause I was like, this is funny. And I did it like 17 times or so. I did it way too many times. Um, so that's like a, a, a funny anecdote about where I was. So then when I get a, a video that gets like, you know, half a million views and um, I get like 4,000 subscribers in like a day. That was super crazy. That was really crazy. Like week. Um, I was like super on it, trying to make more stuff. And that really like kind of kicked me into gear of like taking the channel more seriously and like trying to make more sketches, trying to kind of make sketches that appealed more like broadly and weren't just like inside jokey, but also like, I wasn't really doing that anyway, just sort of trying to get more on a schedule. And then this year, believe it or not, um, through TikTok that um, I posted, again, it's the same video. It's the Captain America video. I posted it on TikTok and it started doing really well on there. And that actually just reset the like algorithm to be like, oh, this video, people want to see it. So that video started getting views and then that funneled into all my other stuff. So then I posted a lot of other videos um, that were shorter this year. Um, there was a video making fun of Redditors. There was a video that Jono wrote um, that's like about- uh, The Tinder one? Yeah, it's about like a Tinder recruiter or like an army recruiter on Tinder. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. All those little skits um, were doing a whole lot better because of the one video blowing up and all of that kind of crescendoed. And we got to 10K subs in March and then we got to 20K subs back in July. And we're at like 21 now, uh, which is pretty awesome. And we're trucking along. It's exciting. It's uh, yeah, I, I don't consider that a blow up just because I don't want to take it too seriously. I want to be like, okay, there's more people. Okay, that's fine. You know, I want to like, if I think too much about blowing up, I think I'll get view mindset and then I'll be like making, you know, stuff I don't, I don't actually like, you know, it's like, okay, we're just, it's like a little group. It's a little group. It's just bigger than you think. Yeah. You don't ever, you don't want to be like on the YouTube explore page, be like, what's funny here. What can I write a sketch about? Yeah. So Jono, you're still at Mizzou right now. What is this like something that you guys like you guys want to do like forever? Like, cause do you guys have like real jobs? Like what is the, I guess that's more of like a personal question. Like I just like, what are you guys up? Yeah. To? So like, what's the, this is all well and good. This silly little thing you do, but what, what's bringing home the money? I didn't mean it like that. I was more just interested in like what you guys are up to, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, at this point right now, I, as I said, I'm, I'm finishing up my last semester, <clears throat> last semester of school. Um, I currently am also working uh, two jobs. One is like part time, so like it doesn't really count, but like I'm still employed. Anyway, uh, I do a lot of like video and graphic design stuff just like at my own jobs. Um, so like just like using Premiere. I'm not like insane. Good. I'm not like really good about it, but um, um, I've seen your creative video resume. That oh, no. <laughs> oh. I forgot about that one. Jake, Jake um, did a similar thing, and so when he like showed me his, I was like, "Oh, you got to see!" <laughs> I was like, "This guy that we're gonna interview, he also did one of these, and it's great." Here's the thing: 
I feel like being a, a video producer, like the skill of knowing how to edit video is like such a, still such a fledgling, like new kind of thing that if you show like even an ounce of like creativity in it, people who are like 45 are like, hire him. Like that's what it's like. I've, I used that video resume to apply to different jobs that aren't even for the company I wrote it for. And I got those jobs. Oh yeah. It speaks to how good it is. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> all you literally, all you have to do is write a rap and make a really <laughs> shitty music video to it. And you got yourself a job, baby. It's all. Oh, yeah. I love Michael's part in that video too. Oh yeah, well Michael is filming the whole thing. I I'm like, named like Jack or something just for the sake of rhyme. Yes, for the sake of rhyme. <laughs> I'm like, I need to name you Jack. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I yeah, that literally the way that entire thing was is I'm like, hey Michael, I need to make this video for this job I want to apply for. Can I eat up like six or seven hours of your day? And he's like, Yeah, sure. So like on a Saturday, we just walked around the Mizzou campus and they're like, this looks like a fun spot and just like would record one line and then walk somewhere else. That was a good time. That was a good day. That was like right pre-pandemic too. Yeah. I was like, we were like so pumped. We just like got the job and then a week later it got canceled for Corona. (laughs) No. That's how that went is I got the job. And then two weeks later, it was like March. And it's like, hey, sorry, cuz. Oh, <laughs> hate that for you. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. We hit the ground rolling, though. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you, you were like, oh, okay, they won't hire me. I'll use this exact resume at two other jobs. And then, yeah. And I got that. <laughs> Boom. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for you. So, Michael, you're just hanging out? Um, yeah. I'm just <laughs> I uh I just I just I deliver food right now. It's not a fun job. I don't want to be there, but are you I, are you on this... the apps or are you delivering for a restaurant? For like a restaurant. Oh, I'm like, for sure. I'm at least on like a a schedule, but um I don't know. I'm kind of in this um hellish cycle that I've noticed that I'm in this year, where I'm trying to do two or three videos a month. And that keeps me just occupied enough to not try hard enough on job interviews or job applications. So I like, I've been meaning to like update a whole bunch of stuff for the longest time. And instead today I I edited a very stupid graphic for like four hours. Um, Like right up until this, like I was doing it until like, you know, like 6.55. And then I was like, oh, I should probably go wash my face because I'm about to be filmed. Um, so I, I, um, I've done a little bit of video work. Um, I actually just filmed um, the comedian uh, Caleb Heron, you know? He's, uh knows um, our former Mizzou improv president, Connor. Um, he's a really great guy, really, really close friend of uh, Jono and mine. He reached out to uh, Connor about like, he was filming something in Kansas City and Connor, bless his heart, um, reached out to me and another friend of ours and was like, hey, you guys like know what's up and you would be free on a Wednesday. Come to Kansas City and like film this like stand up comedy show for us. We came and we got paid and it was we didn't get paid a whole lot, but it was fun. You know, there's a little stuff like that sprinkled in. But um, but right now I'm mostly just hanging out, trying to take the video stuff super seriously, make enough money to pay rent. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
that's wild that that's like yeah i think actually that's where i think i met caleb at your guys's festival if i'm remembering correctly he's a really sweet guy he's really on his own professional teams it it wasn't just his show too it was um uh holmes uh holmes on twitter Yes. Great show. It was a very good show. That was another kind of weird thing where it was like, Jake was like, oh, like we were talking about like comedy on Twitter and he brought up Caleb and I was like, I've met these people. And I I feel like it's going to be one of these things for the rest of my life where I'm like, oh, dude, have you seen this? And she's like, yeah, I know them. It's not a big deal. Well, they're just people. It is a big deal. They're (laughs) hilarious. They're all so, so funny. Yeah. I just like, I think that's the other reason like, I love the way that you guys are able to like write like the short little sketches and the like the long form stuff. Like, obviously, I I try my best to do sketch writing. I like to think that it's something I do, but I mean, I watch your guys' stuff and I'm like, damn, what the? <laughs> like, I just like I I really respect the ability to take like that short that really short form. Like, I think the one you guys just did with the dog, like that was with the car this is the most recent one with the dog this is making me look like such an asshole but i don't remember it (laughs) well i I was just gonna because i was gonna bring up tangentially to what you said like i watched earlier because it was the army recruiter one that you brought up earlier and then like there's one where you like you know you hit something in the car and then like you find out it's like a little like dog and they're both like these super short videos and both of them made me like cackle i'm not trying to just like gas you guys up but just like to I illustrate am. Grace's point. I'm 100% trying to grass you guys up. I love you <laughs> yeah. Guys. I was, those I was, are fun. Those, those like one just punchline videos. I always think of them as that. It's like, it's not really a skit. It's like, it's a setup and a, and a payoff. But like, those are, those are really fun to do. And it's fun to do stuff that's like harder where you're like, okay, like let's do some fun lighting because it's six shots. Like, why not? Like, let's do something hard. Um, and it's not, we haven't done anything that crazy, but like, those are, those are always fun way to like kind of experiment with little stuff. Is there like a video that you can think of that was the most technically challenging? I might need to think about it. Um, yeah, for sure. there's, there's been, I'm going to, I'm, I'm forgetting the videos I've made. So I'm going to pull up <laughs> really quick. That's for okay. sure. That makes me feel better about forgetting. Yeah. And while, him, he remembers. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? You know, it's fine. It's fine. If Michael doesn't remember. We don't have to remember. No, but if, uh, while Michael's doing that, we'll cut over to you, Jono. Jono, what's your least favorite thing about Michael? My least favorite thing about Michael is, uh, this is a pretty easy one. No, I'm <laughs> um, this like, is going to be like, oh, my least favorite thing about him. And then I'm just going to compliment him. For sure. For sure. Because I love my friend Michael. He's my brother. I think I love the degree that I'm involved in like a fox because I feel like I just get to do I get to do the fun easy stuff like if I have an idea I can pitch it to Michael and we can make it a video and it's a fun time you know or like Michael's like oh I have this fun thing you get to act in it and I love acting and I love being kooky characters and that's great but Michael just like it's the unending idea machine that like scares me and sometimes it's like every other sentence is like, this is a bit. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it doesn't happen a lot. I love you. <laughs> I know. I think, I think Max has made me worse about that. Because Max and I will be you. doing, Max, I, we'll be doing normal, organic, like, like I'm relaxed, just yeah. joking with Max. And then he'll be like, make me a video. And I'll be like, like, like tense up. He'll be like, oh my God. Like, 
I, I'm cataloging everything you just said so I can write it down later. And then it's yeah. like, and then I later I think about it. I'm like, that wasn't that funny. Yeah. That was that was just good in the moment. That's that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying. That's 100 percent real. It's just it's the it's the curse of living in a house where like six out of the seven people who live here are a part of a comedy work. <laughs> I think you guys have that relationship too. Like when I was at Ball State, like APSO, the name of our group is like, yes, we were, we all did improv together, but also, yes, we were, we were inseparable, like outside of APSO. So it's like anytime we're doing um, normal things or relaxing, as, as Michael called it, it, improv gets in there and, it, <laughs> and it, it's hard to stop doing improv when you're only with people who only know how to converse in improv. Um, I do think that's also probably why, because I also, to out myself, also did improv in college. And I think that's why so many people bristle against like improv and like people who do improv is because some people ends. don't turn it off, you know? You looked at me. That was some <laughs> people, some people really don't know how to turn it off. Yes. And um, when. <laughs> but regardless, Michael. Worst, uh, the thing you like the least about Jono, and then we can go back to the original question. Oh, the thing I like least about Jono, probably that he's always getting, he's always getting hot. He's always getting too hot. <laughs> yeah. He's always, he's always saying, I'm getting hot. <laughs> I was always like, I can't remember that line. Let me hear it again. I'm like, I read it to you once. <laughs> the worst part about Jono is that he makes me do two takes. I can do it in one take. <laughs> No, the worst part about Jono is that he's so funny and he's so cute and people probably think that it's his channel um, because oh. I, I've accidentally made him the face of the channel <laughs> for like months at a time every so often. And then I'll be in discords with people I meet on YouTube, other YouTubers, and I'll be talking to them and go like, oh, like, yeah, like th th I just worked on this video. And they'll be like, hey, are you the guy with the middle part? And I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> I think I have the mustache. And they'll be like, huh? And I'm like, you're going to have to scroll for a second to find the guy with the mustache, but he is there. He's behind the camera every time. Like, I love that. I respect, I respect the, the guy with the mustache angle that you can let all of your friends like shine in these things. But like, like, I love that. I love that you're not, not, that sounds, I was about to say, I love that you're not too involved, which is not what I meant at all. Yeah, I love that you take a real hands-off approach to the YouTube channel that you built. No, I just, I feel like I was super, like, I reached out to Jono because I was like, oh, I stayed at his house, you know, we're buds, we're friends, uh, we've done improv together. Because I guess the way that I saw it, which is really interesting to hear, is I saw this as super like collaborative thing. I was like, oh, you guys are all doing it together. It's super impressive that you're not, to use the term lightly, the mastermind of Like a Fox Studios. Love that for you. Great. <laughs> we're at, so everybody knows we're clearing the air right now. This channel belongs to Michael yes. Berry. He's the guy with the mustache. You can take it from my cold, dead hand. <laughs> <laughs> What was the question? The most oh, the hardest video. oh yeah, 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 yeah. The hardest video. I was like, why do I have another tab open? Um, <laughs> you know, it, the real answer is it's probably this thing we're working on, but I won't oh, say okay. that because that's not a relatable answer. I can't talk about too much. I think um, we have a skit called Bump in the Night, which was probably the mo some of the most moving parts we had at a time in a video. We've done videos for um, this film festival called Campus Movie Fest. We've done it three times now. And each time we won an award, which is pretty cool. And uh, Bump of the Night won the most awards, which was very sick. 
Um, but either way, when you do that contest, you have to make a video in a week. So you have to film it and edit it in a week. So it's always a challenge. And probably our biggest video we've ever done was the prank, just because that had like a cast of 30 and, um, and it had a whole group of students and we like rented a school. Uh, it was awful. Um, you rented I, a school? Well, we like, we like <laughs> talked to a school and we got a room and I paid $80. And oh, for sure. I guess we rented a school, but we're just in a classroom. <laughs> we bought a zoo. We rented a school. Yeah, we bought it. <laughs> but um, that one was hard, but I don't think it had as many moving parts as Bump in the Night where it's kind of all these nightmare creatures that are like living in uh, sort of this green room of a kid's nightmare waiting to like go on and perform like the, the nightmare. And uh, the, the bit is that they're all, you know, talking about, okay, how are we going to scare this like, you know, little six-year-old boy. And um, one of the monsters is like a sick classmate of the boy. <laughs> so it's like, John was like a vampire that he's afraid of. And uh, our friend Julian was like this horrifying mermaid queen and all this stuff. Um, and then the, the thing that scares him the most is like a student who was sick and like stopped showing up to school. And like the teacher had to tell them all that he like had passed away. So it's, it's really, it's written by our friend Jonah uh, Jonah Desno, super funny guy. He writes every, like, every so often we'll do something written by him. He's like one of my best friends. We'd been wanting to make it forever. So we had to put it together and it was this like super long shoot. Jono is in this white face paint and he's in these contact lenses that I don't know how he wore for like the seven hour shoot. Uh, Julian had to do all this makeup to make herself kind of look like this like princess mermaid. Uh, Sarah's in this really funny dentist costume. And there's a puppet. That's uh, the, the fun part is that there's a dog character who's a puppet who's done by me. Um, and I've like masked myself at like, you know, out of the back of this like chair where I've like squeezed my arm through and we didn't get done filming. And so we had to film more of it the next day on a completely different room that we've faked to look like the same room. And you can't tell, and I'm actually really proud of it. So there's like a shot where if it's like a close-up of the puppet, in the background, the mermaid girl isn't the same girl. It's like another friend of ours. And it's this whole thing. And it was all these moving parts, but we, we, it came together beautifully. And a lot of good, good, really good help from my friends. And um, we put it together and we got all these like extra shots. And then I had to edit it in like two days. So that was probably the biggest like, I'm, where I was just like, okay, I'm just skipping class. I'm just not going to class today because I don't have two hours. Um, and it was super fun and I'm very proud of it. I guess both of you, what was your favorite one to do? Like, what's the one where you're like, this is, this was the best experience or this is my favorite thing I've written. This is my favorite character I played. There are some, I don't know. It kind of goes back and forth because there's like very much like a contrasting gradient between like how physically demanding some <laughs> videos are and like how fun they are. Like the uh, the one that we're filming now is is a lot of fun to play. It's like I get I I'm gonna give away just like a little bit. It's medieval themed, and so I get to wear like metal and leather armor in it, and we have like a metal sword, and it just it's so fun to play with. I feel cool in it, but at the same time the first time we tried to shoot it it was like a hundred degree day 
That's what and Michael so, was saying, like, dude. You're always getting hot. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like it's hard, but like I have a fun time doing it. I think probably my favorite character or one of my favorite characters that I've ever played is the Boxing Day Butcher from the video Killer Presentation. That was that was a video where the Captain America video was actually my first video that I was ever in. I am the extra that says the first <laughs> line where he goes, yeah. guys, I don't think anyone's coming or something like that. And that's such an like important part. Out. That's such that's an important me. part. That's, that's, that's your boy. But I think a uh, killer presentation is like the first video where like I got like a main role because it's just like, it's like as Michael and I, I guess became better friends. He was like, ah, this guy's cool. I'll throw him a bone. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that video was really fun. So much of it was like, uh, there are a lot of parts of it that were like very improv So I just got to have fun with it being like this weird serial killer. The costume was super fun. It was just like covered in fake blood and bandages. And like I had this fun machete that I was just like always brandishing and like throwing around. That, oh, okay. And the Spider-Man video. Just because I got to wear a Spider-Man, <laughs> the Spider-Man video fucking phenomenal that was so fun yeah, when you guys do your videos that are like when you're you know referencing like real things and doing those like costumes they're always like so like spot on like when the one but you do the hot ones with the joker oh and my again, god not yeah. to bring up thomas again but grace came into this we were talking before the podcast she was like i'm gonna talk about the the guy that's not in the interview <laughs> a lot just so you know so love thomas i don't know what to tell you he's hilarious um but i i'm always like your costumes are so good that's something i've actually been very deliberate about is that like i think there's a lot of jokes that would get through if it just was like oh and here i am wearing like a like a shitty like halloween costume or like you know there's that whole genre of like youtube uh comedy where we you put a piece of paper on someone that says like yeah batman or something but i've always thought like and that's funny and i and people do that and they I like those people, but I've always thought like, okay, I'm going to be different because I am very into like costumes and I really love production design and I love stuff like that. And that's like, to me, the, that's like the, the, the toy box of filmmaking is like, okay, let's put on the robot costume. Um, so, <laughs> so that's, that's something I've always tried to really like breathe that through the channel where it's like, okay, we're going to make the hot one set. Like we're going to, we're going to rent a Joker costume. And we could probably just do it, like, get a shitty Halloween one. But we're going to, like, go get a good one. And, like, that's that will be what we're known for. Like, that's I what that, I want to That's definitely for. to your benefit because I think that's, like, that's what makes people want to take you guys seriously because you go all the way and it's it's impressive, you know? Like, especially given your age and, like, how many resources you may or may not have or, you know, on average, like, what you would have expecting from, you know, college students, like... I think that just goes back to what I was saying earlier, like the quality, it, it really shows through. And I think that that's, it elevates the comedy in a way because you're not, the comedy is not just like, oh, that's funny. They don't have the props or they don't have the proper. It's like, we can just focus on the jokes that you guys wrote because everything else is in place. That's really cool. I, I like that philosophy there, Michael. Good. <laughs> you guys do. Okay. I guess this, this is like a random thought that I have. Are you guys like, so do you see yourself like as writers, performers, like, stand-up comedians where 
I guess that, and that kind of ties into this secondary question I have, like, what was the thing that inspired you where you saw something funny and you're like, that's what I want to do when I grow up? Like, are you, because when you talk, Michael, it kind of seems like you're coming from this more like filmmaking perspective. And I feel like from what I know of like Jono, I know that you do film editing and stuff, but I, you know, you seem to be performing, you're obviously writing. I just, how would you, you're not that you have to label yourself, but if you had to label yourself, what would it yeah, be? Yeah, not that you have to label yourself, but label yourself right now. <laughs> I, I would say that I'm like, if I had to label myself, I would say that I'm probably mostly a performer. I love acting, you know, and, and, and doing character work. And I feel very comfortable like reading a, a script and like you know getting the rundown of a character and being like okay what mannerisms can I do for this you know what kind of voice should this person have you know what can I try to do that would make this funny I do try to write sometimes but I think I just uh I either don't follow through like with ideas fully and I'm just like eh I don't I'm, I'm not going to develop this in anything um I don't think I have like the the like consistent like discipline and patience um, that Michael has to just like constantly be like thinking of new stuff. What can I write? What's funny? What's like a new angle that I can take at this stuff, which I, which I very deeply, deeply respect in my friend. It's, it's, it's very impressive. And I don't think I tell him that enough. I can say something super quick, John. I actually think we write together really well. I'll find that I structurally can like ask questions where I'm like, okay, well, how do you do this? How do you end it? Like, how do we flip this on its head for a third beat and stuff like that? But then you're just really good at being like, what if he just said this? Like, you're very like, you're kind of like a bit machine. I felt like that when we were writing the new one that it was like, I was like, okay, we should probably like do two more bits here. And then you have like six bits in mind that we could do. I don't know. I, I, I think Jono is a very good writer. He's got really good stuff and he's got really good like a bit mind, I think. I, th I think I would consider myself the broad term of filmmaker, oh. um, which is a cop out. That's me copping out because yeah. I don't, I think writing is fun and I think it's good and I think I'm good at it. But it also makes me like feel insane more than the other stuff. <laughs> But putting it all together, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up any part of it, I think, because if I couldn't be there for filming, I'd be like, what's the point? And if I didn't get to edit the whole thing, I'd be like, well, what's the point? You know, like, I, I like all three. Um, and I like to act. I used to be afraid to act. Not afraid. I did like theater and stuff in high school, but I used to tell myself that um, I can't, I should, I should make the videos and I should cameo in them from time to time director cameo like I could give myself a really good bit you can kind of see that in like 2019 I'm not really the lead guy for that first half of the year in any skit um and then at some point last year I was kind of just like no that's dumb I'm a good actor um and then I tried to act more and I actually found it really really rewarding and now I'll write sketches and I'll be like yeah this is this is me this one's for me I find now that I'm writing them more and be like oh I'm excited to act here and I'm like picking out who I get to be in them I don't know. That, I, that's a whole lot of words to say. I don't, I'm not answering your question. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I love a jack of all trades. I'm, I wasn't trying, I was just trying to see like how you view yourself. Cause I, I think it's, I don't know. I like to hear how, when you're kind of one of those people that like floats in between many arts, I think it's interesting to hear like what that person considers themselves, whether or not that is a label that is recognizable or just you know a broad term or anything in between 
Because somebody asked me that the other day, too. They were like, okay, so are you a writer or a performer? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe both. But so I just thought I'd pass along the question. That was <laughs> So you got asked a question that made you feel weird. Feel weird. So, I was like, so you were like other people feel for weird. sure. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of questions, here's another one. Uh so I, I, like I said earlier, I went on the Patreon and I looked and I saw the, the $99 um, goal of, you know, you releasing the 20 minute tape exposing yourself. Oh, what? That actually, I shouldn't say like you releasing the 20 minute tape of, you know, problematic uh, moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering, do you have like a goal in mind right now where if like, oh, if like in a month's time or a year's time the Patreon hit this or the sub count on YouTube hit this that you want to get to, or is it kind of more just like a riding the wave type thing right now? I, um, I don't know. I think if I could get to a point that I'm still very actively marketing myself right now. And it's interesting. I see my peers in this field, people similar sizes than me. Uh, I have a guy I've been talking to recently who's a, a YouTuber and he's, uh, he's a really nice guy and he's got a channel around the same size as me. Um, he does, but he does better on his Patreon and he does better like comment wise. Um, and those are things I'm trying to get better at, like engaging with people, kind of like building a relationship. Um, Cause I think it gets kind of faceless when the picture is like a little, you know, a little cartoon of a Fox and it's not, the channel isn't called like Michael, you know, and, and like people don't know me. Um, so it's a little harder to like engage with, but it would be nice to get a little better at that and to get to a point where I'm seeing more money that I can actually work with, um, from that and where I'm maybe seeing more growth constantly, but also just to get to a point where I'm not marketing myself as much. Um, I'm still, if I post a video and I just post it on YouTube, I will get anywhere from like a thousand to like 5,000 views. We did one with Jono just earlier this month and we got 5,000 views and I thought it was really funny. And we did one right before that and we got like a thousand and that's fine, but I'm still very actively like posting my own stuff online. I'm putting it on TikTok and on Instagram and on like different places on like Reddit and Twitter and really trying to make it as shareable as possible. And while that's really fun and it's fun to kind of make stuff for that mindset, it would be really nice to kind of get to a point where I can just make stuff and just let it go and it would and it would soar on its own and that would kind of that's i guess my goal is to get to whatever number uh number doesn't really matter it's kind of more like to get to a point where it's like yeah i i didn't i didn't post this one on reddit or or something like it someone else did that for me and and i didn't tell Mm -hmm. them to they did it because they liked it and that's the size we're at i i think it would be really nice to get to that point and um there's a lot of work between where i'm at and that point but that, that, I guess, is my goal more than any specific number. Because I don't really know, you know, from the outside, I can't really know what any of those numbers mean. Like, there's people with 50K subscribers that probably think that's nothing, or they probably think that's a huge amount. I, I can't get in their heads. So I'm not going to say that, like, there's a number that I'm waiting for. It's more just, like, if I could get to a point where I can post a video and I can see a lot of engagement and a lot of stuff from it, and I can just know that people who want to see it are seeing it because I'm still getting a lot of those comments that are like, how is this channel not doing better? And I'm like, I don't know either. You know, I don't know either. And, and I'm not saying I deserve it, but I'm saying like, 
clearly people are finding the channel and are going, where has this been? And so I just, I guess I just want to make myself really findable because I've always kind of had a belief that what we do is funny and it's good. And it's not like, it's not perfect. Like we, we, we don't deserve a million subscribers, but there's people out there who don't know about us who would laugh at every video. And I want them to find it because I want to make their day better. So that's kind of how I thought about it. That's a very, yeah, it's a very nice like way to answer that. My other question was when you hit that $99 a month, is there another thing after that? Have you thought about like what's next for like Patreon goals of like, I mean, you're like, you're coming out the gate swinging with like the, I will reveal my problematic past. Like what? I'm a, I don't know. I've thought it with a lot of the stuff like Patreon, like I didn't want to make a Patreon until I had 5,000 subs. Cause I went, what's you, I'm not going to ask my friends for money. And yeah. the joke is that the punchline to that is that most of the people on there are, are, you know, Jono's on there and, and, you know, friends of ours are on there. Um, but the, the idea in my mind is sort of like, okay, well, like if people are interested, I want to give them that to find. And, you know, I want people who want to fund it to be able to, um, but I, I don't really want to like beg too much, but also, you know, I, I noticed recently that we were at, uh, 80, 80 a month. And I thought, okay, well, let's set a goal for 99 and let's see if, let's see if we can push it and not push it like, Oh, please give me money, but push it like, okay, like, let's take this seriously. Let's like offer a reward. Um, and, um, and I can, you know, I'm saying it like, I'm going to like ruin my life if I have to make (laughs) that video. But the truth is that actually that video is a great opportunity because it gives me an opportunity to just do like 10 apologies in a row that, are, <laughs> that I've done privately, but have not been documented. You'll be doing like a, like a YouTube, a YouTuber gauntlet of like running through like 10 different apology videos. And then, and then, you know, say the channel keeps doing well. And then a couple months from now, someone's like, have you seen this video? I'm like, uh, I've, I've addressed it. Have you seen the video where I address it? It's, it's at the 10 minute mark and there's a bunch of jokes. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe that's insecure, in, insensitive, but, um, but I don't know. I don't want to set a goal until we reach one. You know, if we hit 99, that'd be awesome. Um, but I'm not, you know, the money is just going vaguely back into the channel to buy props and to buy stuff. Um, so right now I'm not thinking like, oh, we need a bunch of money, but I also, you know, I'm very much of the mindset like, okay, artists should make money for making art, blah, 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 blah. I have guys that I love on YouTube who make videos less frequently and shorter than me that have more on Patreon. So, and that's not me saying like, oh, I deserve it. That's me saying like, no, it's not about like, I'm thinking like, oh, am I offering enough to ask for money? And it's like, no, people will donate if they want to. So let's just keep that open. Let's just allow people to do that if they want to. It's also like, if I had like a, if I made $200 on Patreon a month, mm-hmm. I wouldn't then go like, oh, sweet, I'm getting Popeyes. I, w- I would, yeah. I would, I would be like, oh, cool. I'm going to buy a nicer costume than I was going to that I don't need. I could probably make the video without it, but like, sweet, I, I want to do it this way. Like, this is a better, this is a better video for this. And, and uh, I, like I said, the video John and I are making, we kind of put a lot of money into a lot of medieval props and costume pieces and I've been able to do that because I have this stored up amount of money from Patreon and it actually funded the whole thing. So that money does, it, it goes somewhere. It, oh it yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds like a really great like just mentality to have with the Patreon. But like, it seems like Michael, I mean, I just met you like an hour ago, but it seems like you're very much so as you kind of said yourself, like almost entirely, like it's all about like the art of it, you know? And I think that distancing the Patreon from like a, like a money-making thing and like viewing it as like a donation, that's such, I feel like a healthy way to view that. That's like, so such like a good mindset again, not to gas you up. I really, <laughs> I'm meant to be a lot meaner, but you guys are just very nice. <laughs> so yeah, sorry if you guys are getting sick of us just asking you question after yeah. question. Do you have any questions for us? <laughs> don't. Uh, yeah, don't. No, spot. I'm just. Don't. That was. <laughs> Grace, you mentioned that you were doing like I think it was mentioned earlier. You're doing like comedy in Chicago. If you ever visit, need a place <laughs> to stay, ever need to film on location in Chi Town. You ever trying to take video of the Bean or? uh the art institute yeah if you ever want to do captain america didn't know about the bean the bean yeah <laughs> that's this is now the hour where jake and i pitch to you our great right idea. okay so so here's the idea okay um uh fade in from black the bean <laughs> done oh i thought you were gonna go oh, no gonna go. <laughs> no no um the bean i think is funny enough that just five seconds of the bean and then, is yeah good. no and then um a, somebody walks up to the bean and they flick it oh flicking the bean <laughs> you, you know what i learned videos? recently i huh. made that video when i was 12 did you really <laughs> yes i have what? a video on my phone that is me running in millennium park up to the bean flicking it and then running back into my dad's car that was waiting on the side of the road because I'm like, that's all I want to do. I don't care about it. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Look at this. That's insane. Sorry, I think you were saying something. Yeah, sorry, Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael was probably saying something actually. It, like, no, it actually <laughs> absolutely wasn't. I learned recently that a train ticket from my hometown, which is like south of Kansas City, to, to here, to Columbia, is a, a round trip is $50. A train ticket from my hometown to Chicago is sixty dollars. There's a that's like two hundred miles, and it's a ten dollar difference. Kind of sounds like you're about to sleep on Grace's couch sometime. I I heard that and I was like, my friend told me that, and she was like, oh, I'm like going to Chicago soon, like to visit some friends, um, because it's a sixty dollar ticket. I was like, what? Because I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I'm going to Chicago probably now. That's that is point because oh my god, what? Yeah, because I'll a plane ticket from, like, south of Kansas City, like, to Chicago. That'd be, like, 200 easy, right? Probably. I, It's, like, an, it's like a hilarious flight because it's, like, 33 <laughs> minutes or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I once took a flight from Chicago to St. Louis. That was... <laughs> That was insane. It was, yeah, it was like 30 minutes. And I took it, I, this is also a fun story. I took a flight from Indianapolis to Chicago um, just to see John Mulaney. So that was yeah. awesome. You just love using jet fuel. That's kind of like your whole shtick. I, I hate the environment, but I love jet fuel. Um, I do, I have like one more like question, question. And we've been eating up a bit of your time here. Yeah. Um, but if you guys, I, I guess we kind of asked this later, like, or, but um, besides, like, I think you should leave. What do you think is like your comedy, like inspiration, like something that maybe you saw when you were younger and you're like, oh, this is why I want to do this or something you've seen now 
besides I think you should leave that you're like, oh, I want to emulate this or, you know, be like this when I grow up, quote unquote. And is it a podcast? And is it? Was it my improv? Is it any joke that you you start, Jono, because I need to think for a second. Okay, I have I have like a couple things, I guess. Um, my dad was really, really to this day, I shouldn't even say was, is um obsessed with Seinfeld. And we own every season. I've seen every episode multiple times before I was 10, you know. And I always I was always like to, you know, it's the classic like person who does comedy or improv, like I just always love to make people laugh <laughs> lame fucking thing but I always just thought that was fun and so for the longest time as a kid I was like I'm gonna move to New York City and I'm gonna be a stand-up comic and like that's that's what's up and as, I, as I've grown older you know I haven't really I've done stand-up before and it's fun and I it, I respect people who do it I don't think it's as much for me um you know the, the dream has changed you know in in whatever way that that is but I think that was that was a huge influence on me is like Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up and just like the the show in general because it was so like kind of improv and so relatable humor kind of thing and then also I always I don't do anything similar to him like I don't emulate him in any way shape or form but uh growing up Bo Burnham <laughs> fucking love that dude uh Everything he did, it just like, so I guess it's like stand-up comedy a lot, but it's very stand-up comedy heavy kind of stuff. But him doing that and also just like seeing that it's like, oh, he did this from his computer at home. Like he did like all the stuff and now he's like, you know, fucking 17 and like selling out shows and stuff like that. Um, was like a big driver of like, oh, this is like, this is something that a kid can do a little bit of like, is like kind of how I viewed it when I was in like grade school, high school. Um, so like I took I took like improv camp in 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 the summers like between grade school and high school and stuff like that and that's I feel like those are two big influences for me where I'm like oh this is like comedy is like something you can pursue it's not just like oh I'm just like funny with my friends or something like that I think those are probably the first things that like probably pushed me towards wanting to like do some sort of comedy thing in my life. Yeah. I feel like that's like a, an interesting thing that I think a lot of people who wind up doing the stuff that you guys are even like with grace, like pursuing comedy for college and stuff. I feel like there's always like that moment somewhere along the line of like, Oh, this is not just like a hobby, you know, like this can, you can actually like make a living or like, even if you don't wind up making a living, you can make a life with Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. And on to you, Michael. Yes. Um, I don't know. I always liked doing, um, anytime there was like a class project when I was a kid that could be a video, I would always jump on that. I don't know what the start of that was. Maybe something we just made for fun. But I was very into the idea of like making a video. I remember, I think there was like an aha moment for me as, as like a little kid when I watched the Muppet movie. If you've ever seen the like 1979 yes. movie. I have the soundtrack to that movie on vinyl in my room. Such a good, it's one of, still one of my favorite movies. Um, and it's such, and it's like very much like, it's this really fun, like kind of like 
it's a movie about them getting together and like making a movie, but it's also like, you're, you're like, you can't watch it and not think about how it's a movie while you're watching it. And so you're watching it like, how do they do this? Like, oh my gosh, there's a guy underwater and he's got the puppet. Oh, that's a guy in a suit. Like you're thinking about these things the whole time. I think that really got me as a kid thinking about movies and stuff as something that can be made. And then I think, I think when I was like 10, I watched, I w- or I was introduced to Monty Python and I was very into them when I was like a little kid. Um, not a little kid, like, you know, 10, 11. And I would watch Holy Grail and I would watch Meaning of Life. And they were both, I really enjoyed them. And that was, I think, my introduction to like sketches kind of. And I really liked that. And I liked, I like watched the behind the scenes of it. And um, there's like a behind the scenes of Holy Grail that you can watch. That's them going back to the real castles they filmed in. And they, they go back in like 2004. Like, so that it's, they're going back years and years later. So these are, like, these are post 9-11 castles. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, these sure. are reinforced castles. <laughs> yeah. No, but they're like, they're pointing them out and they're like, oh, here's where we filmed one scene. And then they turn the camera and they're like, that's where we filmed two other scenes. And I, that like struck me as a kid that I was like, oh, that's so fun. You like move your couch over and it's a different room. Like you, you put a plant in and, no, and I never noticed that these two opposite scenes of the movie are filmed in the same room, just like you move the camera once. And I think that was like really a spark for me is like being interested again in like that very behind the scenes stuff. Again, I really, I think about filmmaking a lot as like a big toy box. And I think that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, that's so fun. Like how, how crazy is that? You just stand in a different part of the room in a different outfit and on, and then you look at it later and you're like, that looks real. I've invented a room from, from nothing. And then when I was in like middle school, I really liked the whitest kids, you know, um, I was a big fan of them. Rest in peace, Trevor Moore. Uh, really, really funny guys. And it's all aged so poorly. I just, I remember watching those with the guys, with the, the middle school friends that I eventually started all of this with, that I started making videos with, that I really got into actually writing with. And, and that's what we were thinking. We were like, we're, we're like, we could do this. We're like, this is, we're like, it would be so fun to do this. And I think that was really kind of that inception of like, let's make little skits. Like, let's make just fun little things and they could be dumb. And like, it'll be us and it'll be us as like, you know, in different outfits. I don't know. I think, I think it's always great. And again, all that stuff is kind of goofy now, but it's like great to have stuff like that when you're growing up. That's like, oh my gosh, like this, this just looks like friends. Like this just looks like people hanging out. And for the longest time, that's all me making videos was. And I like to think it still is like in spirit. And I don't know, I, I, that just meant a lot to me at that time. And I think that really showed me like a kind of art that is like silly and is fun. And is just like, I don't know, it's just like all about the joke. It's not, it doesn't need to be deeper than that. Um, and it can be, but it doesn't need to be. And it, it's, I don't know, it was just those are those are my those are my three weird like scattershot um, I think like <laughs> inspiration moments um, oh, that at that. some point created yeah. whatever this whole thing is. Both of you are so endearing and genuine. I just want to like yeah. This is probably like our most wholesome episode. Usually, like it's an hour of Grace and I being vaguely rude to each other, <laughs> and this has been like very very nice. This has been a good change. I, I do want to see some of that. Oh, well, if you wanted to see some of it, Michael, you could hop on over to youtube.com slash end my suffering podcast. I don't actually know what the URL is, but end my suffering on YouTube and any podcasting platform 
Um, you really got to look for it. You um. do, dude. Yeah, because we just started doing YouTube because uh, Grace had co-workers at her unnamed Republican restaurant that she worked at. <laughs> who were like, we are not going to listen to audio um, because we want to be able to see facial expressions. But yeah, just to get some shameless plugs in, yeah. in there. Well, that was my next thing was going to be like this is your time there's a camera there there's a camera there's only one camera on you um go again plug anything you want anything you need um yeah your time um uh yeah uh we're like a fox studios we're on youtube we're on twitter as like a fox tweets um because i made the twitter for like a fox studios like years ago and i made it wrong and i don't know the password <laughs> and i tried to find it i did a whole like day of, <laughs> i was a weekend project and i didn't end and then we're on instagram he's um, getting i can see and the uh, and yeah we're, we might be other places we're on patreon um so if you got a couple bucks to throw our way and you love sketch comedy you want to support it not uh, do that. but if not you know totally yes. cool all these links will be in, in the, the description. description here yeah and yeah check it out if it's your thing sub if you're not Hey, uh, thanks for your time. <laughs> of course. Jono, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I think I think probably Michael kind of nailed it. A, like a fox is really, really the big, the big mamacita. You should just follow part of. I have some very cringy, like improv recordings that happened over quarantine where it's like, hey. oh, don't let these orgs die, but we're never going to post on those YouTube channels again. So I'm not even oh, yeah. plugging them. <laughs> Dude, we did the same thing for my senior year of college. Yeah. Like, our improv troupe made a YouTube channel and recorded our shows. And it's truly like, why did why did we do that? Yeah. Did you mention um, being the improv major? In that <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. I, I think our biggest claim to fame was we did like a PowerPoint party. Oh like my it was like a, it's like a two and a half hour video because we had like eight people each do a PowerPoint and mine was the longest. It was like 45 minutes. Everybody else <laughs> Jesus was like I went so hard on it. What was it on? It was which member of like the improv group, um, which Muppet would everybody fuck? Oh. <laughs> and it's it's oh, really well. I done. was fully waiting for that to end. Which Muppet would everyone be? But you really flipped <laughs> no. it on its head there. No, 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 no. It's it's which Muppet would everybody fuck? And it's it's immaculate. Can you can you give away what? What your Muppet was, Jono? My Muppet was my mine is the very last one. Um, so should we save it? Should we like? I would prefer to save it, but no one's actually gonna watch it, so I'll just tell you, it's the '80s robot from the Muppet movie. Nice. Yeah. How are you? I picked the Muppet equivalent of a flashlight because I, <laughs> I was feeling lonely when I made the PowerPoint. <laughs> love that uh, that's great yeah. great content i'm probably gonna go watch that yeah that's on the that's on okay uh at comedy underscore wars instagram i don't know why i plugged that there no, you go. no the people need to know the people do need to know yeah if you're gonna subscribe to something subscribe to like <laughs> please i'm already subscribed i'll unsubscribe and then subscribe again yeah if Same you're subscribed here. to like a fox 
unsubscribe subscribe <laughs> to comedy wars no i don't this want is where the real art is being made <laughs> got to get over there no. <laughs> We're going to mobilize the pyramid of listeners that we've built. Jono's trying to be modest, but the, no no room for humbleness no, here. No, no, no. This is a wholesome podcast episode. We're supporting you. Um, and in the comments, which, which Muppet would you fuck? Oh, yeah. Leave us yeah. In, in the comments below. Uh, let us know which Muppet, Muppet would, would you fuck. fuck? All right, sweet. So yeah, thank you guys so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so thank good to talk with you guys. Um, yeah, give so give everybody my love. I'll, I don't know. Talk to you guys probably soon. You know, sure. if not, have a great school year. Um, have a great life. Um, <laughs> try not to die. Um, For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bye guys. Cool. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you. Good to see you. So that was our interview with Michael Berry and John O'Carey of Like a Fox Studios. Uh, as we said, all of their links will be in the description. Please check them out. I'm Please, telling you, yeah. you won't regret it. Um, and if you're feeling generous, their Patreon could use some love. As you heard Michael so earnestly say, all that money goes back into their videos. And honestly, I he was he was being modest about it, but I think they deserve it. So yeah, truly. I mean, they're uh, you know. We're like, oh, we got a couple of sketch comedians on the pod this week. And I, I don't want people to be like, oh, these are people making rinky dink little, you know, uh, point and shoot type things. No, these are like some of quality. Yeah. Some of like the most insanely good looking and funny sketch comedy that I've I've seen. Yeah. Come two out handsome of guys. Real good. Two, yeah. <laughs> really they're really just a couple of hunks making very high quality sketch comedy. So I think everyone would benefit from going to check them out. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at EMS Pod. Yes. And you can find some of our content on Jake's Instagram at Jake's Hot Friend. And you can just find me on Twitter also at Graceful Gozy. Also, if you're listening to this on an audio platform and you want to see the facial expressions and experience the raw uh, reality of, of podcast recording, you can go to YouTube and find us where end my suffering with an exclamation point at the end. Uh, you might have to scroll for a minute to find us, but we are there. I promise. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Cheers. The, the podcast, podcast is, is over now. now.